think of events, whether small or large, as snapshots in time. Something happens and then it's gone. Christine Day, known to many around the world as the Palladian Ambassador, says that what happened on January 12th of 2020 is not such a case in point. On that day, particularly at Uluru in the central part of Australia, a dimensional doorway was cracked open, the likes of which it's been said has not occurred in thousands of years, and its effects will last for many years to come. But what happened? And moreover, what does this mean for all of us? Have we entered that doorway, albeit on a subtle and yet profound level? How will our lives change as a result of it? How will the world change, if at all? Christine shares some intimate and powerful insights as to the new energies that have descended upon us as we begin this year of 2020. Christine, as I think I mentioned to you on our recent email chat, I rarely have a guest back on the show so soon after their last appearance. You, of course, were here just this past December, just a month or a month or so ago. But after what happened while we were both in Uluru or at Uluru, I should say, in Australia just last month, I couldn't resist asking you back. And I'm so delighted that you graciously graciously accepted. So thank you so much. Oh, it's really great to be here. It was a very grand adventure in Uluru, I must admit, Alexis, and it was wonderful to meet you in person, even though we didn't have lots of time. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, hence the beauty of of, uh, of things like Skype, where we can we can still meet up, even though we're uh, uh, quite a few miles away. So thanks again. Well, listen, I want to jump right into our conversation because I know we have a lot to pack into a short period of time. We're just barely over a month into 2020, and I think it's fair to say that this new year has been jam-packed with all sorts of big news. You know, as forecasted, huge shifts are well underway, and I know we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. I have a feeling here in the U.S. we have the Trump impeachment hearings that are well underway. Of course, uh, the recent death of Kobe Bryant, along with eight others tragically lost in a horrible copter crash. Still in Australia, the bushfires uh, and and all of their aftermath, including the loss of now well over a billion animals from the fires and other devastating after effects still continues. And now the big news is the coronavirus from China, what they're now calling an epidemic. It's having massive impact across multiple industries, including global travel and affecting millions, if not billions of lives in one way or another. Now, having just returned from Australia, at Uluru in particular, I know uh, that you'd planned on going to the region early prior to our wonderful Cosmic Consciousness Conference to really assess the space, particularly the Red Rock, the Red Rock known as Uluru, to see what messages you'd received from the Palladians or what you would receive. Now, we unfortunately, as you said, didn't have a chance to have a proper chat while we were there. Uh, So I'd like to ask you now if you would be willing to give me and our audience a bit of insight as to what you learned while you were there. What insights or downloads did you get, particularly as it relates to this massive year that we're in 2020? Well, it was a very profound experience. I knew it was going to be very strong, but it was far more than I could ever have imagined took place while I was at Uluru. And my first impression of the rock was one of something alive, totally alive and pulsing. And it really took my breath away. I'm still, I think, very emotional around the whole Mm -hmm. process because it um, really changed my life. 
in a way that I couldn't have even perceived or imagined. So luckily I had a whole week to spend at Uluru before the conference started. And I was just, it was so compelling to be there. It was almost like I was returning to a place that I had been many, many eons before that. And, you know, I have my Pleiadian aspect and my Pleiadian family, and they're very much the Pleiades, the seven sisters and the energy of the seven sisters have a long history at Uluru with the aboriginals. So it was um, incredibly profound and powerful with many, many different areas of the rock. And, we, and I mean, the base walk takes seven, is seven miles, mm -hmm. really, around. So it's... You can the, the mag, magnification of the energy there as you get closer in, is incredible, and um, so there were a tremendous number of direct experiences that I had within some of the caves in in set in that rock of Uluru and just some of the energetic settings and the dimensional doorways that exist there that I found myself moving through. Hmm. So so many different different levels of experience to be had there. Right. Well, we know that I, I had the, the great fortune of uh, doing part of the base walk last year uh, at Uluru, and there's absolutely no doubt that there is something quite profound, quite special, and quite indescribable, I would say, that's going on there. It's definitely a, a female energy to me. Now, I know you've done, you've done this walk before, right? You've been to Uluru before. No, uh, this is my first. Oh, visit. this was your. Oh, okay. The reason why I'm asking, Christine, is because I really wanted to get a sense, uh, not only from you, but others that may have been there before, uh, if you were to juxtapose a previous visit to now, you know, what's happening now. Uh, so I guess you wouldn't be able to comment on that, but. Or, or maybe you could. Maybe you could. But what I what I was seeing, Alexis, well, before I even arrived, I was given a lot of information, a lot of channeled information by the Pleiadians that I had sent out to all my groups, and that was that a gateway was going to open through at at Uluru, and this gateway is connected to what um, the Aboriginals call the dream time state, which is mm -hmm. the 10th to the 16th dimensional state. And it was going to be reopening on another level um, at the time of the conjunction, the Pluto-Saturn conjunction um, on the 12th of January. Mm -hmm. And so that gateway, I was perceiving the gateway and how it was beginning to get ready to open and the energetic changes that were taking place through the entire area of Uluru, and and that's you know not just Uluru itself, the rock, but a, the whole vicinity of the area had this pulsing heartbeat coming from the center, and it was moving outwards. So there was that living, like a breathing essence of consciousness that was was almost um, not erupting. It was much softer than that. Mm -hmm. But it began to build day by day. Yeah. And then there were the dimensional doorways. There are many of them, a series of them, all the way around the rock. And I believe they've always been there. But they were becoming, veils were lifting, and they were becoming much more apparent and much more um, permeable so that you were able to move through those doorways with a lot of ease. Mm -hmm. A natural state of being able to enter those spaces 
and come into a new experience of reconnection to the higher realms and the higher perspectives of truth. So I, I was given that information before I left. I got there and I was astounded by my experience. I was blown away by what was so, it would be the aliveness of it. Absolutely. The action of it. Yeah. And so then as I, when I, I did the base walk, there were so many different facets. It was like traveling through time and traveling through dimensional, multi-dimensional settings as you do the walk around. And, and then there's these imprints that were coming from the different caves and rock forms and energetic settings. And there's a, there's a series of energetic settings that are so really pure and um, pulsating differently to each other. So you would come to one space, like entering one land, and then you would go in and enter another land. And it was like moving through a series of lands all the way around the whole base walk. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, that was very, very strong for me and very, I can, I'm, I have, I could see it, I could feel it, and I had the direct experience of it. I'm you know, so glad. And it, you articulated that so well. And I'm, I can, uh, attest to the fact that there was, though, I'd say subtle and profound, Christine, my being there, uh, I didn't have a chance to go to the actual rock uh, of Uluru this year, but I did go to Katajuta. And it's a very interesting contrast in energies. But what I wanted to bring up to you is, you know, we all, all of us certainly that were at the conference, uh, were aware of this uh, archetypal conjunction that was to take place or took place on January 12th, that interestingly, 1234, AM in Uluru, one, two, yeah. three, four. Yes. And I, I have to tell you, yeah, isn't that something? Uh -huh. I stayed at one of the larger, uh, uh, actually, sale, I think I can give them a plug, Sales in the Desert. It's a fabulous resort right next to where the conference uh, venue was. And I spoke with some of the hotel staff, I, and I wanted to kind of put on my journalist hat on purpose and ask them if they were aware of anything big. I didn't drop a lot of words. I said, are you aware of anything big going on uh, around this time? Uh, just to see what they would say. And invariably, everyone, these are not necessarily spiritually inclined people or people that are there for that reason, but they all knew about this conjunction. And what one of the, I believe it was one of the bartenders said to me, you know, the day before, and this had to be, maybe I was speaking to him on the 12th. So let's say the 11th of January, he said that, did you know that there was a massive sighting of UFOs right here? Uh, all of us are talking about it. I said, you know, I didn't know. And I'm trying to think of what I was doing. I certainly didn't see anything. I, not that I was looking for anything. But apparently there was a lot. I say all that to say that there was clearly a lot going on in and around the area at that time. The Pleiadians were there in masses. Um, and they were they part of their role is to stabilize and anchor that gateway as it began to open. So on the morning of the 12th, I woke up to this this like mass vibration through me and it felt like through the room and the Palladian said, you know, I was speaking at the conference that day and, I, and they said, you can't speak, you have to transmit hmm. happening in the gateway right now to everyone who's there. 
And it was like, okay, I'll talk to Catherine. I checked with her and she said, you just do what you need to do. So it was like, but the, but the energy was building. It was like a pressure cooker inside of me. It was like I was the, the gateway. I was what was happening on the, in the rock that morning. And it was not even, I mean, we knew it was another, you know, it wasn't until 12.34 that in the morning, that just past midnight, that the, the conjunction was going to take place, but the plan said, "Oh no, the opening's already started. It's going to, it's, sure. you know, this is a, this is a huge happening." Mm-hmm. So yes, I knew that was part of my role there okay. at the conference. That's interesting, Christine, because I did not know uh, the, the the impetus for the transmission that you did, and you're just now saying that this was something that the Pleiadians said that you must do because of the the surrounding energies. Well, this this makes my segueing so perfect. Um, all of this coming to the surface, uh, I think this would be a great time to bring in what I witnessed in Uluru, and that has to do with the session that you facilitated uh, to a packed audience, by the way, during the conference. Christine, I have to say, I'd never been or never seen uh, such a visceral reaction from some of the people who were there for this incredible session. Now, without getting into too much detail, let's just say after it was all over, some of the individuals were clearly going through what I would describe as an emotional, but maybe quite necessary, I'm going to call this spiritual emergency, in that something was emerging from deep within them, coming to the surface. It was quite moving. Uh, And if you didn't put this into proper context with what was really going on, one could have been really disturbed by what they witnessed from some of the participants, if you didn't know all of what surrounded this. Uh, can you tell us what happened there? I want to just jump to this, and then th- we're going to play a clip from someone that was in that audience. But what was happening there? What was going on from your perspective? Okay, so this is a common occurrence. I do these all over the world, so I see this all the time, so it's not unusual. It's Well, I was linked in. I became the gateway, and I brought the energy. I channeled that gateway energy right through the room and right through everyone in the room. Now that energy is light. It's pure frequency light that enters the cells of the body. And the light that enters is the awakening of the people receiving it. It's their light that's coming in, not anyone else's light, not the Pleiadian light. It's, it creates the opening of their alignment to their higher self light. And as it comes into the cells of the body, the denser area areas and energy that's in the body starts to come out. It starts to shake. The body might shake. Emotion can come up. As the density leaves the body, the people feel the emotion, whether it's joy, whether it's, it's, it's sadness or grief or anger or pain. It flows out of the body instantaneously because it can't stay anymore because the light is illuminating and releasing the old burdens and old density. Mm-hmm. But there's a letting go that happens. Um, you could see that for sure. You could absolutely yeah. see that. And again, I wanted to protect the privacy of those with the exception of the person you're going to hear from shortly, everyone. Um, this was really something to see. Obviously, now I was not in the room for the entire uh, transmission, but being in the hallway and I could hear you and I could hear some of the reaction, but then going in afterward and seeing not everyone, but certainly enough people that were having a, a clear, I would say, purging, you you could say. Um, yeah, letting 
yeah. a letting go. And you've talked about this before that, you know, this is the time in particular for our, all of us around the world to let our stuff come to the surface so it can be cleared. We've heard this before and you definitely facilitated yeah. that. You know what, let's do this. At this point, I want to play that clip. Uh, this is from someone who was in that audience on that day. Uh, who had a most moving and otherwise unexplainable reaction to what you facilitated in that room. Except he, and he consented to allowing me to use his name, his name is Calum, a wonderful young man, uh, gave a remarkable, Christine, a remarkable distillation and explanation as to what he experienced, both during and after listening to your transmission. So let's take a listen, everyone, and then we'll come right back and talk about what we just heard. Be right back. For me... Christine Day's presentation really posed a question for me and and it was my choice whether to utilize her transmission for a so-called you know awakening or not so I in that in that time space chose to accept the fact of change and decided to use her transmission to to trigger that essentially so rather than something that Christine did it was more of a question that Christine posed that I chose to take up on for me maybe the best way to explain it would be it was like really feeling your body as a capsule as the as the vessel and i could feel my heart and my mind vibrating at a certain level that my body my physical body was not so in during that time i wasn't thinking very much but my body was assimilating to the new frequency that my heart and my mind has so I was yeah impulsively shaking um I was crying I think that was more of an emotional release because as my body tries to vibrate higher I, I can't hold on to any of the emotional baggage that could be weighing it down physically um so I, that needed to come as a as a dual release, the emotional and then the physical can then vibrate to a higher state. So what happened for me was my body was catching up to the vibration of my heart and mind in a very short time span. I came out of the experience with, from Christine Day's presentation with a, a new sense of presence. Um, just... I feel that I've always lived quite presently day to day, but there are there are ways to to truly understand what every step and every breath and all of that means that when you're living on a certain certain frequency there and yeah it was it was truly remarkable. Um, some people saw me as being in, in maybe it was pain or even emotional anguish. And there are 
there are energies of that within it, but I never experienced it like that. I only, I came out of the experience feeling totally refreshed, rejuvenated, not being fearful or scared of any of those, um, you know, the darker parts of myself. I think I needed to, I needed to experience some of that just to rejuvenate the light inside of me. So I want to say thank you to Christine Day and thank you to you, Alexis. You're an absolute legend and I love you guys. Um, yeah, thank you from Caleb from Sydney, Australia. What can you say, Christine? Powerful, very powerful. I, I have to tell you, it, uh, I don't know if you recall meeting this young man, uh, and I want to tell the audience as well, you're listening to an 18-year-old, an 18-year-old wise soul. I don't want to say anything else. I want to have you give your reaction. What What did you just hear there? Well, that is a very, um, and I don't want to under, underplay it, a very predictable reaction um, for many, many people um, because that's what takes place. The Pleiadians put an energetic womb around the room to keep it safe like a like a birthing chamber and so it's that energy that keeps everybody feeling safe and enabling them to release what they need to release and what they do release doesn't stay in the room and cling to other people it's it's kind of sucked out as it's released so you know it's that awaken awakening that is the awakening alexis it's it's how the Pleiadians work with their light. They transmit an energy, but they don't interfere with the physical body. It's you being realigned to the higher realms of your sacred nature, of your higher self. And it's a birthing process, a rebirthing process. And so it doesn't surprise me hearing that. He certainly was able to articulate it well, and that's really nice. And what you find is that is the beginning of a process. Mm -hmm. That mission then starts to unfold in other levels through the individual. It doesn't stop there. It begins there where a new doorway opens for people, for their potential, for a new perspective of themselves in their lives within a higher realm and it's it's a very pure and beautiful experience absolutely i'm so glad you brought that up because that was my next question in terms of the sustainability if you will of such a powerful experience i mean we know uh, people have talked uh, often about what i call peak experiences or kundalini awakenings and or yeah. these momentary um momentary moments, momentary periods of illumination, but invariably it will retreat and you go back to quote unquote normal. So I yes. want to ask you, since you've been doing this for so long and you've seen and heard reactions like this before, what is the level of uh, how, how long does this last? I, I think you just explained this, but I mean, from feedback that you've gotten from the people that you've worked with. Well, I work all over the world and um, people sustain those experiences and they take another step up for the next transmission. They go to another level and then another level and another level. It's a, it's a rebirthing process. Mm -hmm. It's you realigning you. It's like a Caleb just – is Caleb is his name? Cal Caleb. It's Caleb. Mm -hmm. Caleb just said it's you choosing 
Nothing can force be forced on you in these right. transmissions. It's you making a conscious choice to step forward into it and receive. And 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 it's you receiving you too. That's the beauty of it. So everyone is receiving their own higher light. It's like a doorway opens and the opportunity is there. So it is very sustainable and solid. With and choice, with your choice. With your choice. And what I notice, Alexis, more than anything else, people are more in their physical body than ever before. It brings you into your body and allows the light to fill the cells of your body so you're carrying that light frequency within your physical cells so it's a cellular restructuring that takes place hmm. when mm -hmm. you when that light anchors through you it doesn't it's not fleeting that you run into the light like you you flow up into the light and come back down no it is it you digest it in to your cells of your body and that multi-dimensional component that we are naturally in the higher realms, we start to live that component in our day-to-day -day living. And that's my work in the world, of course. That has been my work for 26 years. Well, it's, it's so, been incredibly powerful. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm looking at the time. We're only going to have a few more minutes. So I want to get I want to get this in. This is important. There are only a relative few of us that had the privilege of being in Uluru at that time. And yet this... Uh, conjunction, this activation certainly uh, has some effects. It has to be reverberating across our planet. Uh, and talk about that. What what do no, you see is happening globally as a result of this? Yeah. I, ha I have channeled about a lot of channeling and I've just done a 2000 word article for the Edge magazine. I'm a columnist for them every month. And I write the latest channeling. And this Uluru energy has joined the sacred network right through all the sacred sites, the, mm -hmm. all the cross circles. And there's an energetic webbing that's been formed from that essence of Uluru going outwards across the planet. It's not just Australia. It's right across the world. Sure. And it's creating this ripple, this quickening that is just it's part of destiny. It's part of what the Pleiadians call the new dawning prophecies. It's always been going to happen. And it's continuing, though. It's not stopping. It's a building mass. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. Luna, and there's another one happening December 21st where the next conference is, which I have been told I have to go to. So I will be back at Uluru at the end of this year. <laughs> and I just feel so thrilled, so excited, so joyful. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm just blown away by the whole shift of perspective of my world. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, just filled with a lot of gratitude. These are amazing times. And, you know, the paradox in it all, Christine, is as we look at the tumult that continues to build. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't have to reiterate what we talked about at the top of the show very briefly, you know, all of the, the catastrophes happening. And yet, paradoxically, in that, I, I always say, within the madness is magic. And we are seeing that as well. And as you have said, I think we talked about in our last show, in order for us to really reap uh, the visible magic, we have to get the tumult and the madness to the surface in order to wipe it out. So perhaps these times are also going to illuminate that madness so we can we can share and uh, 
uh, the magic. It's another right? thing, Alexis. Everything is unearthing itself, and mm. you know this dimensional drama is just you know the reflection of the light coming in and the density coming out and everything being revealed. <laughs> So it's an interesting time. It is going to get more intense, but we have nothing to fear from that. We're all okay. Just stay in our hearts and trust the internal process because all exists right here within each one of us. So that's the beauty. That's the magic. Absolutely beautiful. What a perfect note to end on. I want to ask you very, very briefly, and then we're going to have to close for today. But where could I know people are going to want to hear from you again. Now, obviously, we, I think you just gave a, a little plug for Cosmic Consciousness coming up uh, December 21st for the next big date. You will be back in Uluru. Uh, and uh, but I know you're going to be in other places in between. Where are you going to be showing up, Christine, where other people can get some of that magic? Well, I'll be in Paris doing a three-day seminar in June, and we have an opening, six weekend openings for our land in Grand Marais, the Galactic Receiving Station, which is an amazing experience. If anyone wants to come, you can book online. I'll be in Brazil, but mostly working with students But um, in, uh, in April, April and May. So, yeah, um, and also I have my radio show and our newsletter if you want to sign up for that to know what's going on and i am bringing seminars to australia in 2021 beautiful being guided to do that so i will be committed to setting that up very soon busy woman everyone go to christinedayonline.com we'll make sure to have a link uh, and i think you can get access to all of what christine just talked about right there well, my dear, thank you ever so much. Thank you for granting me uh, interview number two in a <laughs> relatively short period of time turnaround, but I know the audience is going to love it. And uh, continued blessings to you and all that you're doing for this planet. Thank you. Love and blessings, Alexis. Wonderful. Thanks, everyone. We will talk to you soon next time on Higher Journeys. Take good care.